Welcome to Back Issues. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. We're going to talk about Spider-Man, the death of Gene DeWolf. This is a long time coming. Everybody has been asking us for this. When I say everybody, I mean two people because we have two copies, what? each from different people who sent us this book. I don't even know who Gene DeWolf is. No, of course not. Yeah. Because we didn't But you're going like... to care about her death by the end of this. No. <laughs> so oh, a little okay. bit of context for Gene. Gene was a police captain who, during a time when Spider-Man was persona non grata with the NYPD, was a brief respite for Spider-Man. Oh, so she mm. was like in Spider-Man's corner. Yeah, kinda. Like she was begrudgingly, kind of like reluctantly, mm. maybe even romantically oh. uh, in Spider-Man's corner. She she was just kind of like cool. She was just a fun character oh. who was not outwardly hostile to Spider-Man. Right. She was cold and distant, but still like friendly and, and, and helped. This is Jean? This is Gene. So we have another redhead who is interested in <laughs> Spider-Man. This is originally a three-part epic that took place within the pages of Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, it was then, of course, followed up a couple of years later, again in Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, this is written by Peter David with art by Rich Buckler. First part is. The second part is actually by Sal Buscema. We'll see if we get to part two. We will. Just oh, and production by Color Tech. We never mention the production people. No, we don't. <laughs> when Peter David took over Spectacular Spider-Man, the idea was he was like, I'm going to do like a kind of more adult-oriented Spider-Man title. Nobody really even cares what's happening mm -hmm. in Spectacular, so no one really noticed. <laughs> so Peter David's approach to the story was essentially doing Hill Street Blues in Spider-Man. What the hell is Hill Street Blues? Well, children, uh, back in the day, there was a thing called television. And on it, they made shows for it uh, that came on at a set designated time. And if you didn't catch it during that time, you missed the show. Forever. So, for, it's gone for, forever. Forever. Until like 20 years later when they invented like media for those shows. You know, like Tell tapes us more. and DVDs. Uh, but Hill Street Blues was just one of those, Hill, one of those uh, police procedurals, mm. as they say. In the 80s. No, no, no. This was before Police Procedural. This was a cop show. No. <laughs> they, they called them Police Procedural back then, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is one of the earliest, depressing. like, types of shows. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, it, it, it was in an unspecified city, and it was about, like, the cops who patrolled said city. But mm -hmm. it was scripted, and it was, like, a little more hard-edged, or at least it wanted to be. Right. And so David's like, I'm going to do that with this. And in it, he killed a character who was in the pages of Spider-Man, Gene DeWolf, and uh, and let's let's get to the bottom of who killed her and why. So she dies, like, immediately. Yeah, oh, the, the, story, the, story. the story opens with a flashback that Gene DeWolf kind of narrates that explains why she was always so standoffish throughout her career in the book. Okay. And the idea was that she had this dad who was a cop, and her mom eventually remarried another cop, and... That cop was cool and basically taught her everything he knows. Mm -hmm. and one, one could even say that he was her father. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually she entered the police academy and rose through the ranks and became a captain. And, you know, her... What a nice step-parent. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a good... Well, it's funny yeah. because her stepfather never really gave her much acknowledgement outside of like a, like a gentle nod. Or like a, mm -hmm. you know, like a, like a congratulations or like good work. But like not much. Right. Never really celebrated, never really gave her much. And she knew that the reason why is because she needed to be driven. Because 
he wanted her to be the first female police commissioner of New York City. Okay. Okay. And he knew that in order to do that, she, she needed to, to be... Keep striving for that approval. Yeah, you have to keep driving. Exactly. Yeah. And so... Tough love approach. She never got there because the book's called The Death of Jean DeWolf and she was a captain. But oh, <laughs> maybe she was going to make commissioner? No. no. Uh, instead, we get her narration about her past and then saying, "I'll one day I'm going to get there and I'll get that smile out of him yet. But what is that noise and why do I feel so calm? And then the cops break down the door from the complaint about the smell in her apartment and they discover her dead body. Oh. Oof. Yeah, that... This whole flashback was her life flashing before her eyes while she was being murdered in her sleep. Oh, I thought she was Yikes. talking to us from Beyond the Grave. No, it's not a Camus book, thank God. It's just a fun narrative device. That yeah. There's an afterlife in Marvel. That's Yeah, that's true. I don't know if the one above all is like, come on, Gene, let's go. You did a good work. <laughs> Tell the readers what you think about uh, your, your upbringing. But, no, regular schmoes like us in the Marvel Universe don't get cool cosmic acceptance <laughs> and, and and passage to the afterlife. Well, that they, sucks for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sucks for her, especially. It sucks even more because we're not fictional characters. <laughs> and there's only cold oblivion waiting for us. So Jean's dead. And the, the last page of her flashback being her dead body I, is so haunting. I remember mm. being like, what? As a kid, just yeah. seeing flashbacks to it. I love how also... If you ever, like, read Spider-Man or you were a fan of Spider-Man and you heard about the, je the death of Gene DeWolf, you would go back and, like, read, you know, like, story wrap-ups or annuals that explained it. And they'd always have the page of the cops discovering her body. Where she's was, staring at you. Yeah, and it's always haunting and terrifying and terrible. But, like, they never were like, that's inappropriate. Let's not do that. Let's not put that in there. Like, right, I get why right. it's in this. But why is it also in everything else whenever they talk about it? It's just... I love this. Yeah. Probably just the most iconic image from the book. I mean, it is, because it's also the only time that she appears in the book. Right. But Rich Buckler does a nice job. He kind of channels some, like, Neil Adams in here. It's a little bit of, like, comic meets realism, but, you know, it's got, it's got a style to it that I kind of dig. Mm. So, Peter is taking pictures of sexy ladies. <laughs> he, he's, the the, the Spider-Man thing is working, but not nearly as well as it used to. Not like it was in the 60s, you know? What him mean, taking, the Spider-Man Him thing? taking pictures oh, of himself his, and selling his, it right. to the guy who hates them the most. <laughs> right. Oh, that's what you meant. I thought I meant like, the Spider-Man thing isn't working as well with the ladies. Right. Hey, yeah. I'm yeah, Spider-Man. Spider -Man, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he should work on his game before he works on <laughs> leveraging his, his identity for, for sex. You're talking about my spider sense can't get me laid. I mean... I know, I should know the right thing to say. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Hi there. Like, no, it's... <laughs> It's guiding me through every consonant. So anyway, he takes a picture of this, of this sexy chick, and he's like, well, if they don't want a picture of this sexy chick, at least I could have one from the spank file? Like, he's just like, it'll, yep. it'll christen my darkroom. I'm like, I'll have a nice decoration. At worst, I'll have a nice decoration for my darkroom. Whoa. Creepy. Creepy. That, and this, and I was reading this page earlier, and I'm trying to figure out, like, who is who this? Who is this chick? Who's this character? And she's nobody. She's nobody. Like, she's not even a celebrity? She's no. just some random, like, hot chick you saw? Yes. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask to take her picture. I just took it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter bumps into Mr. Pop Chick. There's a subplot I'll try to just, just, just run through. Got it. Mr. Pop Chick is one of the boarders at Aunt May's house. And mm. may, of course, turned her house in Forest Hills into, like, a halfway house for old people. She must have seen Golden Girls and was like, me too! And she got a whole bunch of old people to live in her house. It's just dudes who want to bang her. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> one, of, one of them who lives there is Nathan Lebensky, who is at this point her boyfriend. Mm. Uh, but also Mr. Popchick is there. Mr. Popchick is a war veteran and Jewish. Uh, when I say war veteran, I mean like World War II because yeah. the year of the move of this book that came out. That makes sense. But uh, Mr. Popchick is cashing his social security check and he's make, giving himself some, some spending cash. Uh, Peter runs into him and he's like, hey, Mr. Popchick, what's going on? Mr. Popchick uh, gets assaulted by some thugs in an alley while Peter's like vacantly talking to him and not paying attention right, to him. Right, he's walking past. Yeah. Well, okay. Popchick gets pulled into the alley. Yeah, yeah. And then like right thugs, behind Peter. Just yeah, just <laughs> yoink! And then the, the, the thugs kick the shit out of him. Uh, Popchick will be haunted by this experience of being assaulted by young people. And, yeah, I'm not going to be able to ra- wrap up his story. It's all intrinsically connected into this story. Oh, no, boy, uh, okay. But Popchick is, Jeez. he's assaulted by these people. Peter finally discovers him. And he's just like, oh, why? Like, he's an old man who was yeah. beaten by young people. Yeah, yeah. So he's just up. like, oh, it hurts. Why? No more. Everything's broken. Take the money. Just stop beating me. And I love because... Oh, man, I stopped beating you three days ago. Yeah. Peter discovers Popchick there, scares the thugs away, and then some passerby go, oh, my God, that young man beat up that old guy. <laughs> and Peter goes, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Which is like the most reasonable response I've ever yeah. seen Spider-Man in yeah. my life when it comes to these characters who always have to give Spider-Man slash Peter Parker a hard time. Yep. He's just like, no. No. I'm not taking it. But call an idiot. I'm going. <laughs> and so he runs off. He dresses Spider-Man. He beats the shit out of these guys. Black suit Spider-Man. Yes. It's the 80s. He has already purged the symbiote. Ah. So now he's just wearing it for style. Okay. It's still cool. It's still cool. Objectively, it is always cool. So... He just beats the living crap out of these guys. Yay. Um, and then they get arrested. Mm. Spider-Man's talking to one of the attending cops. And he's like, hey, Spider-Man, did you hear about Gene? And he's like, no, which joke are you going to tell me this time? The one about Gene and the Miami Dolphins? Ha ha ha. What? Oh, how very realistic <laughs> for the 80s for a female police officer. Are you officer. implying that... Gene DeWolf is having group sex with the Miami Dolphins. Yep. But this is New York. (laughs) Yeah, what? Why not the Giants? So the cop's like, no, she's dead. She was killed in her apartment. Didn't you hear? And he's like, what? Oh, I feel really bad about that Miami Dolphins (laughs) joke. And the cop's like, yeah, that's why I said it so tactlessly. So, yeah. So Spider-Man finds out that way. There's some right. dipshit cop who's like, right. Hey, did you hear about Jean DeWolf? No, what? She died! She's fucking dead, man. <laughs> just like, oh, hey, you, gotta you know her, yeah. right? Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. You were, you were I like seen you two work together. Yeah. Well, she's dead. She was murdered. And we have no idea who did it. Bye. Oof. Wow, that is cold. Well, I mean, how else are you going to tell him? You got to tell him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe let someone who knows him break the ice? Mm-hmm. Well, but the, the Spider-Man, nobody knows him. No. Who's going to tell him? Right. So there's this, there's this nebbish <laughs> character with glasses and long hair who goes to a church confessional and he's like, he's, he's, he's indicating that he killed... He's James the murderer. He's the, he is the murderer. Right. And, uh, and he's just like, oh, bless me, Father, I've sinned, and blah, blah, blah. So we, we see like three scenes where he does this. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Robbie Robertson and J. Jonah Jameson are talking about the death of Gene DeWolf and how messed up that is and all that. Yeah. Basically just like, that sucks. That's not fair. And... Robbie's like, oh yeah? And what happened? What, what, how would you feel if Spider-Man, let's say, were murdered in cold blood? Would, would you feel bad about that? Mm-hmm. And Jay's like, I'm not a ghoul. 
Like, yeah, it would be bad. It would be sad. But, like, fuck that guy. But also, imagine <laughs> the headline. He doesn't even say that. He's just like, that sucks. They bump into Reverend Tolliver, who's there. He's a black priest who's come up from Georgia. They have an interaction, J. Jonah Jameson, and he, like, he represents disaffected blacks in his area or congregation mm-hmm. and, like, raises awareness about, you know, the disaffected. Like okay. that's, yeah, but is but he, he but representing Georgia? No, he, he came up from Georgia. But he, he I think he's like a stand-in for Reverend Al. Mm. You know what I mean? Could be, yeah. Because I wouldn't put it past Peter David to be trying to say something about Al Sharpton. Right. And what he does in this book. But being, but the, you know, and the idea here is that like Reverend Tolliver is like, he's young, he's attractive, he's full of piss and vinegar, and he's, he's ready to take on the world. And he mm-hmm. really gives... J. Jonah Jameson a hard time. You know, J. Jonah Jameson is like, oh, you're Tolliver. Weren't you dealing with mass black slayings in Georgia a couple years ago? And he says, I'm surprised that a white man like you would care so much about black children. And J. Jonah Jameson says, what are you, a racist? (laughs) And Tolliver's like, (laughs) oh, shit. You can't say that to me. (laughs) Anyway, so Spider-Man pops in on Gene's precinct and there's a cop there and the cop's like, oh, hey, Spider-Man. Like, we don't like you and we don't work with you and... Only Jean was really friendly to you, but because she was, I'm going to be cool with you and let you know that the guy who's in charge of Jean DeWolf's murder is Detective Stan Carter. And he's not here right now, but if you want to help deal with Jean and catch the killer, you have to go deal with Stan Carter. So he's, he's, he's on patrol. Go get him. He drives this car. So Spider-Man goes and he finds the car. And we have a lot of shades of, if you're like a JMS Spider-Man fan, uh, Lamont in this, where Spider-Man meets Stan Carter. And Stan Carter is a detective who drives a cool, flashy red car. And he is acerbic and standoffish, but doesn't tell Spider-Man to get lost. You know, it's just this kind of like fun cop drama yeah like oh spider-man's now in this show about this beat cop who's trying to solve the mystery of this other cop that got murdered by some psychopath (sighs) okay right and it's like and i guess the reason why the story is so seminal and why people like it is because there's pretty much no other spider-man story like it right because this is just homicide Huh. Like, this is just yeah, this is just law and order right. with, Spider-Man. with Spider-Man. There, there wasn't sometimes. a Which super kind of villain awesome. that killed Gene DeWolf, so nope. it's not like there's that aspect to it. Right. Well, seemingly, but yeah. it, the Sin Eater is involved. The Sin Eater so. kills Gene DeWolf. But is the Sin Eater a supervillain? The way I always was told and the way I always like grew up, Sin Eater's an asshole in a ski mask who shoots people with a shotgun. That's his whole MO. Right. Is he's a piece of shit. Like, there's no any okay. other thing. But then there'll be other elements to it that we'll get into later. Mm. Um, of course, if you're reading comics, literally at the time of this taping, you will find that Sin Eater can be many things and has lots of powers and bullshit Damn associated it. with him. Does he eat sin? Kinda. Like, Sin Eater's shtick, as it were, in this story is that he finds people who have committed sins that he finds egregious, and then he blows them away with his shotgun. Right. And, uh, like, he absorbs their sins as a result of killing them. That's what he thinks. That's how he treats Because he's it. a lunatic. Because huh. he's just a jerk. Okay, it's... and he doesn't see any problem with murdering people. I mean, it's Well, he's like, like, well, I'm sending you to heaven because, yeah. like, 
I'm taking it on and then you'll get to go and yeah. I will go to hell, presumably. At least that's the implication. Right. Really, because he went to confession. Well, yes. Remember that. So Spider-Man bumps into Carter. Carter's drinking hot cocoa. There's this funny interaction where Spider-Man's like, that smells good, what is that? He's like, it's hot cocoa. And he's like, you want some? Spider-Man's like, yeah, I do. And he goes, well, too fucking bad. Well, I only have the one cup. And I'm drinking it. <laughs> and so Spider-Man gets in the car, and they're, they're driving, and they're talking about the case. And like, literally, at some point, Spider-Man's like, are you sure you don't want to give me any? Because <laughs> at this point, Spider-Man, he, he's... He's not exactly doing great, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, I could really use a handout. Yeah. Not a handout, like, no, monetarily-wise. Hand. Like, I could really use some, some, someone to be nice to me. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I have no one to talk to about this. So, yeah, they're just, they're, they're drinking, they're sharing a cup of hot cocoa while talking about Gene DeWolf. And Carter makes the point of saying that Gene really kind of liked Spider-Man. Like, she was, she was nice to him, and she spoke highly of him at the precinct. Which Spider-Man did not know. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. And Spider-Man's just like, man, that that's... That's nice and sad. Yes. So then Daredevil shows up. Because Peter David is like, so, okay, I want to do this story that's like an 80s crime drama. But I also want to illustrate how Spider-Man and Daredevil go after the same character. Uh, you know, to compare he goes to confessional. He's called Sin Eater. This makes sense. Yes. Well, yeah, that Daredevil, yeah. Right. Be so Daredevil's That's in the cool. book. And nice. That's probably another reason people really like the story. Totally. It, yeah. Well, oh, it's, this cements the Spider-Man-Daredevil relationship. Oh, okay. Some, some identities are revealed in this story. Oh. So Peter's at the courthouse, you know, with Mr. Popchick. Because we're actually following up on that yeah, shit. Yeah, don't forget. You know, it's, just, it's not just over because he stopped the bad guys and they got arrested. You gotta go through a whole legal process. Yeah. So Matt Murdock is the defense for these three assholes. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, interesting. Okay. They're all first-time offenders. And so bail is not denied and they get to walk. And they are complete assholes about it and give Popchick a hard time on the way out. Oh my god. And Peter is like, hey, Murdoch, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> That's funny. And Murdoch's like, I hear that all the time. And Yeah, I'm a defense attorney. And I love People because don't like me. It's, it's great, because he's just like, what's wrong with you? And Popchick's like, dude, he's blind. Leave him alone. And Peter goes, oh, sorry. Well, you're still a jerk. Leave. Yeah. Well, you can't see, but they look like hoodlums, so you shouldn't be defending them. Well, and I also, I'm the guy who beat them up. Well, yeah. They're the reason why they're here. Yeah. Like, I know that they're bad people. Why are you defending them? You yeah. know they're guilty. Well, at least you should. Not that I know you have radar sense or anything. <laughs> so, the judge, coincidentally, is also, like, a friend of Murdoch. The, they knew each other in law school. Oh. Uh, actually... Murdoch was like a law student and Horace was a judge. Okay. And he gave Matt like some inspiration to, you know, to progress. I love mm -hmm. that Peter can't put together cool. that Matt is blind. No! Well, he hides it well. Mm. I know he right. hides it well, but he wears Not glasses his... and carries a cane. Yes. Yeah, he just thinks he's a weirdo. Yeah. I'm sure that man, he you must love the blues. <laughs> you know, Horace is like, hey man, like don't don't let people who don't understand the law give you a hard time about it. Mm. You're an expert. So the two of them go into his hmm. chambers and they talk. So Horace hits the bathroom, 
Murdoch's waiting in his office, the lights go out, and Murdoch hears the cocking of a shotgun, and the Sin Eater appears, and he tries to blow away Matt huh. uh, after a quick interaction where Matt reveals he's a lawyer, and Sin Eater has no love for lawyers, mm. and tries to shoot him. Uh, Matt tries to defend himself and realizes that Horus is re-entering the room. Sin Eater turns around to shoot him, and Murdoch's like, I can't stop him without revealing my identity. And then Sin Eater blows Horus away. <gasps> what? That's amazing! And what's even worse, what's even sadder about the sequence, is that Murdoch notes that this strong, brave man, at the face of the shotgun, drops to his knees and pleads for his life, and then dies. Wow. So well, like, I mean... Not only is my friend and mentor dead, but he didn't even die with dignity. Oh, fuck you, Matt! <laughs> I know! That sucks, but, yeah, like, it's maybe you can beg for your life! Yeah, it's There's fair. nothing wrong with that! <laughs> uh, the other thing that David and everyone else within the printing of this series, this three-part epic, uh, made sure to do was they ended every issue with the credits. Like, a panel was dedicated yeah. to the credits, which added to this feeling of, like, it's a show. Yeah, of, that's of, the end of the episode. Exactly. And, like, we're, we're feeling... We're, we're playing with the format a little bit to make you feel like you're not reading your typical Spider-Man story. And, indeed, mm -hmm. you're not. That's fair. Uh, I love it also because each cover kind of telegraphs what is going to happen in the issue in a big way. Yeah. You oh know, my like, god, we should have known that Sin Eater was a bad guy. He's wearing purple and green. That's true. That's, oh, yeah. that's all of Spider-Man's <laughs> villains. How is the Sin Eater so effective? Like, how is he able to, like, get around fucking Matt Murdock and... Yeah. And the police. Well, and Spider-Man here. They will tell you. Oh, okay. and, that's, and that's the issue. I can't reveal it? my secret identity. He's not just a regular guy. It's right. not enough that he's... Just an asshole. Just an asshole who's lucky. Because he is. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. He's at the right place at the right time. He picks his targets very carefully. Uh, but we'll get into why If you tell me to... that there is like a deity like, no. guiding him. No, oh, there's, no, there's no magic. Okay. At all. Murdoch tries to get out and become Daredevil and stop him. Mm -hmm. uh, Charles Bronson is there. Charles Bronson is there for no reason. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Just, you know... We're making he a was kind around. of Death Wish story, so how about here's Charles Bronson? Right. Oh, Vigilante Strikes Again. That's the perfect headline for Charles Bronson. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, it's coincidental. <laughs> Popchick is just complaining, and that's the thing, is that he's like, there's no justice. This is bullshit. I fought for this country. I've been wounded. I, you know, I, I've been persecuted. Right. And, like, young people get to do whatever they want, and they shat all over me, and the system didn't even, like, support me. Right. That's crap. They should have just been executed on the spot. We shouldn't maybe, even have a maybe trial. He I'm was, a veteran. Maybe he was a Nazi sympathizer or something. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's maybe it's that he's an anti-Semite. Right. And and Peter goes, Judge Rosenthal? I think not. <laughs> so then the Sin Eater just he leaves the court he just runs out of the courthouse in his asshole costume. With a shotgun. And his shotgun. He's just like, oh ho! <laughs> the the crowd is just just Ah, they just freak out. Right. Yeah. And Peter's like, ooh, ditches the old man. Right. Becomes Spider-Man. Shoves Mr. Popchick and Mr. Popchick. Right, like, thank God this conversation. Yeah. All right. Thank God. This is more complicated than I needed to be. <laughs> so he, he dresses Spider-Man. He faces off against Sin Eater. Sin Eater points the gun at Spider-Man. He jumps out of the way and Sin Eater fires. And behind Spider-Man was a crowd of people. And this dude gets wasted. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, shit. And Peter's like, why didn't Spider-Man use a web? 
he asks himself that very question. It was just oh. instinctive. He's just like, oh, shit, he's going to shoot me. So right, spider, he sense, spider sense and he moves out of the way. Yeah. But this person's just blown away, and they're like, oh, you're as bad as him. And he's like, let this be a nightmare and have me wake up. Like, he's just like, oh, shit. Right. It's a very real moment. But yeah. Someone died on his watch, yeah. 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 Well, he, he's dying. They'll, they'll say later he died. Right uh, now, he's just like, oh, Spider-Man, why? <laughs> it hurts. It hurts so bad. Why did the you pain? Why didn't you web him? Spider-Man, d- does it hurt to die? <laughs> Offer comfort to me. Spider-Man, will you remember me forever? <laughs> Never forget. Never forget your failure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep with you or get raised by you, so goodbye. <laughs> so I definitely will forget you, that is. So Spider-Man faces a, a Sin Eater. He webs the shotgun. Mm. And, and Sin Eater starts, like, wailing on him. And he's like, what the fuck? This guy's <laughs> kicking my ass. This possible. Yeah, and, I have uh, a spider sense for that. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. But, uh, but he lets Sin Eater get close. Then he uppercuts him and takes him nice. down. And they're just he's just beating the crap out of him. And the, the passerby are like, yeah, kill him, Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, so... As he's distracted by them, Sin Eater hits him in the face with the butt of a shotgun Jeez. and just starts wailing on him. And then he gets a nosebleed from like getting hit in the face. Wow. And ultimately... Wow, Spider-Man is not made of tougher stuff in this episode. Where are the police? He's in the middle of New York City <laughs> in like a huge crowd. Now, Outside of a courthouse. Well, it, there it, are the cops. The fight has moved, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, how it's fast It's happening really fast. Respond? It's, only been, like, it's yeah. only been like 15 seconds. The, the reality is it has only been like maybe 80 seconds. Yeah, like, it's not okay. much. But... It's taking us way longer to talk about it than it takes to occur. Yeah, but <laughs> Aunt May was there too. And oh, geez. Spider-Man sees that she fell and he thought maybe she might have been shot because of the crowd. And so he's, you know, he's, he's distracted. Yeah, he did fire blindly into the crowd. And Sinister makes his escape and he's like, I, I, I either have to go after him or tend to Aunt May. That's no choice. And he throws his spider tracer at Sinister. It lands on him and Sinister's like, no, thank you. He sees it. Yep. Yeah. He feels it. Ah. And then uh, well, it is huge. And then Peter yeah. goes and he 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 joins Pop Chicken Aunt May. I like the idea of Aunt May playing possum. Mm-hmm. It's being like, look, whenever there's fire in New York City, I just drop like I've been <laughs> shot. Yeah, it's not a bad move. They wouldn't shoot me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Spider-Man, Aunt May, and Pop Chick leave. Pop Chick, of course, is like, how could you not be here for your aunt? Blah. Right. And then Daredevil shows up and he's like, I missed everything. Spider-Man chats with Stan Carter. He goes back. He's like, hey. And, the, and Spider-Man like drops a couple of like cop terms and Carter gives him a really hard time. Where he's like, oh, like you know our terminology now. Does that mean you're a cop now, man? Oh, he's you like, on the beat? Yeah, exactly. You want to you interview some perps? <laughs> but they're, you know, so they're talking and then uh, Carter mentions that, so Spider-Man mentions that he called himself the Sin Eater and Carter's like, no, a Sin Eater, do you even know what that means? Do you know what a mm. Sin Eater is? And he's like, no, I don't. Carter explains that in mythology, there's like, in some cultures, the idea is that like, as a person is dying, they put like fruits on top of their body and these like foods leach the sins out of their body. And then there's a designated person who eats the fruits and takes on the sins so that they can pass the afterlife without sin. And like the sin eater, it's the sin eater's job to take on the sins of those who 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 are past. Interesting. Uh, then Spider-Man's like, "That's gross and weird." And what's also bizarre <laughs> is that you have an autographed photo of Nick Fury on your desk. What's that <laughs> all about? I just think he's so dreamy. Basically, he's just like, "I used to work for Shield, and Carter's partner was murdered six months ago." Okay. I'm, Wait, I'm not, very confused as to why Nick Fury is referenced. Oh, because Stan Carter used to be a. Oh, he was agent. an agent. Yeah, oh, and Carter was an agent of Shield, okay. and then joined the police force. We're not talking oh, about. So he's hardcore. Yeah, exactly. 
uh, Gene DeWolf, though. That wasn't his partner that was murdered? No, 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 no connection. No, no. Different Just one. Carter had a partner, and then... So he identifies with this. Yeah. It's yeah. like someone else lost a partner. Mm -hmm. And I feel responsible for my partner being lost, so like right. I'm kind of really dedicated to this case. Right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the bespectacled character goes back to church, and he says he's sinned again, and hears these voices, and these voices tell him what to do. So... Spider-Man, I love it, he, when he's talking to Carter, he's like, I want to go back to Gene's apartment and, like, investigate it. And Carter's like, fuck no, man. I'm not taking you to her apartment and <laughs> investigate it. It's, it's a, a crime, crime scene. scene. Yeah, that's totally you, illegal. We're not going to do that. My department already gives me a lot of shit for letting you in here and talking to you. Yeah. That's not, that's not cool. If like, I had my way, I'd, there'd be a spotlight on the roof, and I'd shine it, and you'd come, and we could talk in secret. Right. Well, he, he basically says, like, my authority goes so far, and besides, it's sealed. And Spider-Man goes, well, seals can be broken. And Carter goes, I didn't hear you say that. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't give you permission just now. I mean, no. if... If the if seal was broken, broken uh, it would jeopardize any future prosecution uh, because it would ruin all the evidence, but, you know. But I'm sure Spider-Man catching a villain is just as good. I'm sure there's a precedent that says, like, if a superhero interfered, it is, it is inadmissible. <laughs> in, in the Marvel like Universe, that. it's probably like, oh yeah, yeah well, but Spider-Man doesn't there's qualify so as a many... superhero. Yeah, no, but, but he is a on superhero. On the hierarchy, <laughs> he's not Avenger level. If no, an Avenger stepped in. He's still super. He is super, though. Yeah, he's more super he than you. No. Batman is a crime fighter. Spider-Man is a superhero. I agree. Yeah. But not according to the government. We're, we're making this up. <laughs> Well, later on, definitely according to the government. Yeah. Because the well, Superhero Registration Act. Naturally, yeah. Oh. So Spider-Man breaks into Gene's apartment. And he's he's literally like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a detective. <laughs> there you go. That's why he shouldn't have done his, it. His plan is, he's like, I'm going to wander through her apartment. Yep. And hope my spider sense tells me anything. Because it's kind of like ESP. I don't even know what the hell it is. Right. I don't even why, really know how Why it works. does it work like that? I don't know. But it would... Why not use it like a divining rod for trouble? Let, right. Let's try. Yeah. yeah. I've never tried before. Literally that. So he just wanders through her apartment. Okay. And he eventually goes through her desk and he looks through some things and he finds a orgy of evidence to support that Gene DeWolf was a big Spider-Man fan. Like a whole bunch of articles... And photos of Spider-Man. Wow, he's like, like little hearts around Spider-Man. He, he's like, <laughs> I haven't. He even says, I haven't seen so many clippings since that poor dying boy's collection of me. There's a story oh. where the kid who collected Spider-Man, where there's like a kid who's dying, and he's a huge Spider-Man fan, and he has hmm. like all these collectibles oh, okay. about Spider-Man. But he's like, this one was a photo of me and Black Cat, but Black Cat's been cut out of the picture. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god, indeed! Did Gene DeWolf want to fuck me? Oh, I totally would have tapped that! <laughs> Wait, what about, that, that what makes about Mary Jane? Uh, she rejected me. I proposed and she rejected me. Ah, screw her! Ah, uh, Black Suit Spider-Man! I can do what I want! <laughs> yeah, Black Suit Spider-Man. I have sex with Black Cat. I would have had sex with Gene DeWolf. Damn, Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Literally that. He's like, what? Oh. That sucks. Why did she, why was she so aloof with me? Whoa, <laughs> I love that this is the takeaway. Yeah. yeah. He literally says, we could have... I'm like, Jesus Christ, Peter. <laughs> All right. She's dead, man. Isn't uh, that more the problem sad. than that you didn't bang her? No! The real tragedy is that I didn't get to seal that deal. 
What? <laughs> so then everyone goes to Jean's funeral. Stan Carter, Peter, Matt Murdock. And Peter's crying the most over her grave. Naturally. Why? But uh, Jean's parents, like her stepfather and her mother, are there. Jean's mother, of course, is like screaming at her stepdad because, like, you know, it's his fault. Mm -hmm. Right. Is Jean's mom hot? Could he ipso facto have sex no! with her instead and then feel like he did something? You're a monster. What? I, he's just consoling her after the loss of her daughter. Mm hmm. That's that. Mm mm. Matt is like just standing there and then he's like, oh, I hear a sin eater's heartbeat. Do I yell out? Like, am I like, hey, sin eater! I know you're there! Like, <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, we should all go pile on that guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, hey, I heard that guy's a sin eater. Yeah, I heard just, that guy's a sin eater just too. Be a bumbling blind person yeah. and bump into them. Yeah, Superman and up. Be like, oh, excuse me. We'll, yeah. Knock sin eater into oh, the grave. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's just like, what do I do? Because now Matt wants to avenge the death of the judge. Right, right. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, J. Jonah Jameson is leaving. He's meeting with his magazine distributor in Florida, and his wife, Marla, is hanging out with Robbie Robertson, and they leave. That's oh, that's, that's his wife. Yes. I thought that was, that was uh, uh, I thought that was Jean's mom. No, 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 no. no this no. is Jean's mom, who is provocatively dressed for a funeral, but Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, no, this is weird. this is uh, you know, funeral cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's modest. But I love it cuz like Tolliver's there too, and he talks about how like the cops are terrible at this and they can't handle investigations and they don't really care about black people and they The fuck know, is Tolliver here for? He's because it's like a high profile I guess Funeral. it's like his neighborhood, probably. He's like trying to impress this like bored blonde woman about how low-income families are often neglected and ignored by police in New York, which of course has changed today. It's a utopia here. <laughs> and Carter sees that and he's like, oh, there's Reverend Jackson doing his tight five on someone who would listen to him. <laughs> I wonder if the sin eater takes requests. Ooh. And one of the cops goes, uh, not cool, man. <laughs> not cool. And Stan Carter's like, it's a not cool world, man. Like, he, you know, hey, you're not cool. Yeah, no, I'm cool. Jameson and Peter ride together in, in Jameson's car. And Jameson's like, my wife's going to be alone, so you need to take care of her. Make sure she's okay. And Peter's like, yeah, you got it, boss. That's part of my job description. So, oh my God, Jameson wants me to bang his wife. <laughs> this Peter Parker, the one on this couch does. So... Uh, the the reverend, the old reverend that's always been talked to by like the bespectacled uh, yes. character, he goes into his confessional and uh, the sin eater is just sitting there in it, and he's talking about how he's got all his work to do, and it's all. Just... I love the idea that the sin eater has not left. He just kept talking, and the guy's like, "All right, well, I have every time I come do. here, I he's already in the booth. Yep. <laughs> it's been two hours. You have not stopped. Uh, Go home. Say five hell marys." <laughs> uh, he's Thank a you. reverend. He can't That's what that. I came here for. <laughs> uh, but the sin eater goes on and on. I love it because uh, Peter David meant, made a point of giving the sin eater like specific cadence. Like he looked up all these different things to make the sin eater like a character. You like he gave him kind of like Yoda speak because mm. apparently that's like a thing you do when you're creating a character to make them more sympathetic or make them more likable or less uh, suspectable. Okay. So, so Sinier talks kind of like in poetic phrases and in this like odd roundabout way of speaking. So basically the, the reverend says the wrong thing 
know, mm -hmm. he's like, well, if you have to, if you have work to do, you need to do it. Right. You know, and the senior's like, you got it, Kachuk, and then blows the reverend it's, away. Well, what? Well, the last thing he says is like, of course, you can't hurt other people in your mission. Right. right. And that's, oh. Well, that's okay. Oh, well. Oh, goodbye, Blam. I was with you right up until that moment. Yeah. Now, no. Blam. No, you, you told me not to hurt people. Yeah. So You they, have to die. They blew away Reverend Finn. How does... How does Sin Eater believe that is possibly any good? Yeah. Like how? how yeah. Can what is what sin did the did the did the Reverend commit, commit here? Weakness. Yeah. I think it's more like the the Reverend wanted police reform, and so oh. you know the Sin Eater's like no, like the police leave them alone, like they're supposed to be doing their job. Like I see. It's only specific police that are problems. You know, like Gene DeWolf, for example. Marla Jameson's at home, and she calls up Betty Brant, who of course works for the Daily Bugle and was Peter Parker's first girlfriend and is a cemented character in the Spider-Man cast. Uh, and she's like, hey Betty, it's Marla, I'm home alone. You know, this this Sin Eater thing is scary. And I think like Peter David wants, it, wants you to think of like the Son of Sam, you know, it's like mm. these rash of murderers yeah. that don't really seem to correlate. And like yeah. he blew, he, he shot into like a crowd of people. Like anyone could yeah, be shot. Anyone news. could be next. And yeah. like yeah. her husband is a prominent figure yes. and like she's home alone. Yeah. So she's like, hey Betty, like why don't you stay here at my way better apartment while Jameson's away and we'll make it like a girl's weekend. Okay. And Betty's like, sense. you bet. So she does. And uh, we see like three different people like all watching Tolliver comment on the murder of Reverend Finn. Tolliver's watching himself. He's like, nice job, Rev. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, there's the bespectacled person who's just like had his, his head in his hands. He's just world weary and, mm -hmm. and, and horrified. And Matt Murdock was listening to the TV being like, hmm. Son mm. of a bitch. He's drinking a Colt 45. <laughs> nice. That's, god damn it, Pete. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to skip over the Santa Claus scene. There's a subplot where there's a Santa Claus who breaks into people's houses and convinces children to help him steal their electronics. There's no bearing on this story. What? That is disturbing. That's funny. It's especially Holy disturbing crap. because of this sequence because like Santa goes to a little girl's bedroom and he's like, you know, he's like, come on, like open the door. Oh, and you're like, what? And it's like, now he steals their TVs. Like what? Oh, it's why did you let me think it was even worse? I don't know. So Spider-Man breaks into Wilson Fisk's uh, office and he's like, hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's his angle? Well, What's... He, he was like, tell me all you know about the Sin Eater. You're the kingpin of crime. Right. And Fisk's like, I'll tell you what I told Daredevil. I don't know him. I don't know anything about it. Hmm. And I was like, Daredevil was here. Yeah. Damn it. Da uh, Matt Murdock goes to a bar to shake down some thugs. He's like, Daredevil didn't work. Maybe Matt Murdock will work. Mm. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I can try subtlety. So he goes into the bar and he's like, hey, does anybody know anything about the Sin Eater? And they're like, nah, man, but give me your money. And then he has to beat the shit out of them as Matt Murdock. Oh my God. And it's great because, no, I have to let myself get beat up. I can't give away my identity. Nope, no. he has no problem with that. He beats the shit out of them with daredevil accuracy. And right. Well, they don't know he's blind, no, right? So he's no, like, no, 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 they won't think it's crazy. They'll just think I'm really fit. And he picks up one guy and the bartender goes, not the window. And he's like, no, all right. So he throws him down and then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, thank God. And then Spider-Man smashes through the window and he's like, does anybody know anything about the Sin Eater? And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> my window. So Spider-Man just beats the shit out of like New York's underbelly for a while. Yeah. And then ultimately he goes to Gerald <laughs> Jablonski. Uh, so he goes to Gerald Jablonski's house. Gerald Jablonski is just like a three-time loser. 
Okay. But it's like a little girl. And he literally, he, Spider-Man goes to the door, his daughter answers, and he's like, hey, I'm here to see your dad. And his dad's like, come on, Spider-Man, don't do this in front of my daughter. And he's like, too bad, Jerry. Well, he picks him up and leaves. And she's like, no, my daddy. <laughs> you're like, Jesus, Spider-Man. Wow. Uh, couldn't this just be a conversation? He, it is. Spider-Man takes him to a well-known, like, diner that's populated by low criminals lives. and lowlives. So mm. that everyone sees Jablonski talking to Spider-Man. Yes. Wow. And like, what are you doing, dude? You're killing me. Yes. You're yep. orphaning my child right yeah. now. He's like, listen, man, you can either tell me what's going on with the Sin Eater, or people will think you told everyone on everything. And he's like, thanks, man. I don't know anything. And he's like, well... Does he just shout that the entire time? I don't know anything! I'm not talking to him! <laughs> Spider-Man yells, where he's like, well, buddy, old pal, thanks a lot for all the info. I'll see you later. <laughs> Basically, Jablonski admits that he's like a middleman for a lot of, like you know, drug pushers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so Spider-Man's like, well, you didn't know anything, bye. And so Jerry winds up turning state's evidence against a bunch of them. Oh, wow. Because he's like, he's like, well, I'm fucked. I'm already fucked. So I need the police to protect me now. Yes. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Spider-Man. So I was like, no problem. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Me and my daughter can live in Nebraska. There's nothing about this that in any way strikes me as irresponsible. Yeah. So, well, you know what? She, she wasn't going to turn out well growing up under a criminal anyway. No. She's better off in witness protection. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm a three-time loser, but, like, I still had my freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So, she had a future. So Sin Eater shows up at the Daily Bugle, and he's like, I'm going to kill J. Jonah Jameson, because he, he doesn't like masked heroes, and I'm one of those. Which one of you is J. Jonah Jameson? And Robbie goes, that's me. I'm J. Jonah Jameson. And there's no way that anyone who lives in New York City doesn't know what J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> looks like. But the Sin Eater's, like, kind of addled, so who knows? But in any case, Robbie's like, well, if you want to blow somebody away, I guess it's me. And he's like, ah, oh, well, before I blow you away, I'm going to list every single one of your sins. And Peter's like, thank God for that. <laughs> and he pulls the typewriter apart and just throws a piece of it at the Sin Eater's face. And he nice. knocks him the hell out. Whoa. And he takes off his mask and reveals it's the bespectacled douchebag from before. So okay. he's arrested and... But no one we've met. No. Well, we no. met him earlier well, we in met the story. Yeah, but yeah. Not, not before No, this. no, not before this. So he's in police custody and he basically says, the voices made me do it. Son of Sam. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. It's not a dog. So Sam was a dog, but mm -hmm. like, It's just whatever. the voices. Yeah. But, but Daredevil's like, this guy has uh, the ear of God. Like, he must be speaking <laughs> to him. So, yeah, let's go, Senior. Sure. Let's do this. I know I'll defend him. Yeah, you'll yeah. be my sidekick. Ugh. No. Uh, Spider-Man's in the interrogation room because like, it's personal. And the cops are like, okay. And then Daredevil no, shows up it. and they're like, okay, that's enough. That's, this is getting out of hand. There's too many of these Iron guys. Man walks in. Hey, hey I, I heard you got the Sin Eater. <laughs> I was like, barely. <laughs> He goes, hey, uh, I'm just here to check things out. Hey, Spider-Man, come here. I, I got to talk to you here real quick. Come here. <laughs> hey, listen, um, it's not him. What? I, I, I can tell. I have, I have superpowers, and it's not him. And he won't tell him. He's like, I can't tell him that I know heartbeats and stuff. What? So Spider-Man's like, are you for real? Are you, what? Are you with Sin Eater? Are I, you two teaming up? Yeah. No. No, there's no suspicion of that. But, so, so there's two Sin Eaters? Like, well, so far, you're like, a what? Like, that's all you know. Yeah, yeah, what the hell, man? Is that the glasses guy who hears voices was a red herring. But, uh... But, uh, but Spider-Man hit him in the face when he was attacking the Daily Bugle and took his mask off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. wearing the uniform. Yeah, he showed up as a senator with a shotgun and he was going to kill people. Hmm. So they go to that guy's address to check it out. Scope yeah. it out. And I love it because, like, it's it's a disaster. Spider-Man's like, well, there you go. And Daredevil's like, yeah, messy apartment. Lock him up. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> 
You should see my place. Can't find half my things. And, and, and I love it because he goes, uh, by the way, I heard that Jablonski uh, turned state's evidence. I suppose we have you to thank for that. Spider-Man's like, yeah, you're welcome. He goes, yeah, you know, you endangered his life. You're really irresponsible. That's really fucked up what you did. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, I don't give a shit. What's wrong with you? I wear a, I, you think I wear this mask because I want to be a cop? Like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let's talk about your dead judge friend. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't <laughs> save because you didn't want your identity He doesn't revealed. know he's Daredevil. He doesn't know about Matt Murdock and Daredevil. No, Neither. I know. Well, I'm, this is me saying that. <laughs> right, right, right. Actually, earlier in the story, Daredevil hears Spider-Man's heartbeat, and it's the same heartbeat as the kid who yelled at him in the courtroom, and he's like, oh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Okay, good to know. All right. Hmm. So he already knows. Interesting. But uh, so they're going through his... Well, he has like a like a photographic memory for heartbeats. Yeah, he hears every well, every he he thousands hears, of heartbeats a day. Well, if he, he hears the same heart, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but it was recent. Yeah, you know? and maybe Peter Parker made an impression. Yeah, you're, you're he a did. solid, uh, what seventy three beats per minute, <laughs> and you have like this weird superpower heart. Yeah, I it's thought a it was strong bizarre heart. to hear. He in does the yeah. he does make a make, make a comment like it's a strong heartbeat or something. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll allow it. Sustained. <laughs> wow. Right. I find you contempt. <laughs> <laughs> so Daredevil discovers that there's like a door that leads into the, the adjacent apartment. Oh. And it was jimmied recently. So they open it up and they let themselves in. Spider-Man goes through their mail and it's Stan Carter's mail. That's a federal crime. Yes, it is. Spider-Man's already made it clear. Whoa, whoa, he has whoa, no whoa. problem breaking laws to get what he, what he wants. Is he opening the mail or is he just looking at it? No, that's it, true. It, it, he does, we don't see him He's rip open the mail. So he is tampering with the mail. But he doesn't mm. look at it. He says, this is a Con Ed bill for Stan Carter. We're in Stan Carter's place. Stan is going to freak out that he lives next door to the Sin Eater. And Daredevil opens up the closet and he's like, hey, what's in here? Because, of course, there's no way he would know what's in there because right. he's fucking blind. But he discovers that the Sin Eater's costume and all of his accoutrement is in Stan Carter's closet. Hey, what's in here? Hang on, what? I want to find out. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> there, that created echolocation for me to see that there's a ski mask in there. And Spider-Man's like, oh, shit. And then they find, like, basically, like, a whole row of purple shirts and ski masks and gun racks. And oh, no. There's also a tape recorder that Stan was using as the Sin Eater to kind of, like, record his crimes and, like, his, his, his confessions. And Spider-Man's like, oh, shit. What? I got it. The guy next door is like schizophrenic. And he was hearing Stan Carter confessing to all of his sins into the recorder at night. And because of the other guy, he like must have heard the voices and assumed they were him and he assumed oh, he was the Sin Eater. Geez. And so he jimmied the door and he found the accoutrement and he's like, oh, these are all mine. And so he put them on and went to the Daily Bugle because that was the last stop that Sin Eater had said last night that he was going to hit. Oh, wow. That is more of a leap in logic <laughs> well, than I have seen a character make in a long I know, time. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I like how, how tight that is. Yeah, I mean, he they he they mentioned that he saw that the door had been jimmied. Yeah. So That was by the schizophrenic. Yeah. How did they know he was schizophrenic? Because he says he, he said has, he heard voices. He hears voices. He right. actually heard voices, though. It was someone else's voice. Yeah, well, but yeah, he but, also is dying. A normal person wouldn't think that. The, a normal person wouldn't say, "I hear voices." They in must my be head. mine. Like the voices told me to do it. Yeah. Like he heard him say that at the police station, so we already knew he was yeah. schizophrenic from that. And so all the flat, all, all the moments that we saw of him in the confessionals is him basically 
looking for absolution for sins he never committed. He didn't even do. But he thinks he's hearing and right. thinking. So the, all the times you saw the sin eater in the confessional, it was not the real sin eater, except the, real the last except time. Except the last time. What it was. Yes. Which is it's just a coincidental. A little coincidental, but okay. Yeah. So Spider-Man and Daredevil reason that Jameson was on the hit list. They didn't get him. Right. Spider-Man remembers that Betty is at Marla's house, and so he calls... Actually, he calls... The, he calls Robbie, and he's like, Hey, Robbie, what's Jane and Joe and Jameson's phone number? <laughs> and uh, so then he calls Betty at Jameson's house, and... I love that he calls up and says it's Spider-Man, not... Hey, it's Peter! What's his... Yeah, hey, what's, Jay, what's Jane and Jameson's phone number? That's yeah, weird. No, he sounds like, a lot like Peter Parker. No! No. He'll, he won't give Peter no. Parker Jameson's phone number. He'll give Spider-Man. If he says it's a matter of life and death, he'll give him... I will say that they, they, they pay attention to this. When Peter Parker calls people on the phone as Spider-Man, and he's not in his Spider-Man costume, he usually puts like a sock or a piece of cloth over the receiver. Oh. Huh. That's cool. Because his, his voice yeah, sounds like he's wearing a mask. Yeah. That's fair. So Betty answers the phone, and he's like, hey, Betty, is that you? And Senator's there already. Right. She's looking at him. Yeah. Senator basically just blows away, presumably, Betty Brandt in the chair. Like, the image of Senator blowing away... Betty Brand in her chair with the phone being like thrown aside. Yeah, was a was a particularly iconic image from this arc that like a lot of people like to reference. Mm. Um, of course, Betty Brand is yelling like, "Get out! Get out! Get out! You're in danger!" Blam! No! So, uh, except she's clearly not in the chair. No. <laughs> well, except she, she was. You also know about the comics code, and you're like, "No, oh, maybe, maybe uh, yeah, she, maybe like, they maybe she tightened." In the chair. Right, just so we wouldn't see yeah. it. No, yeah. she's definitely didn't. No, she, she dropped to the floor. Gene DeWolf plays a very minor role <laughs> in the death of Gene DeWolf. What do you mean? DeWolf. What are you saying? Because I just saw another thing where it's just like, oh, the death of Gene DeWolf continued or yeah. something. Yeah, like, the name like, of the story. She's yeah, not, not really. even like the linchpin. No. She's just one of many victims of the Sin Eater. She's the one Peter cared the most about. Right. Yeah, she's the one who was previously a character in the yes. comics. That's right. That's it. So, Sinister right. tries to kill Betty, and then Spider-Man shows up, and he webs the gun, mm. and then breaks it in half. Oh, I learned my lesson. And he just beats the living crap out of him. Oh, the other thing that they notice, it's a, it's, it's a technicality. Sinister uh, stole Gene DeWolf's police badge and, like, wears it. And when he killed the judge, he took the gavel and, like, put it on his belt. Oh. So he has, like, he has all the little little trophies. Yeah. They should call him the raccoon. I think it's that those, <laughs> those represent the things that you put on the dead body to like take their sins. Anyway, so Spider-Man just knocks the crap out of this guy and just like is just wailing on him. And he's just like, you were laughing at me the whole time. We were working together to try to solve the mystery and you're the murderer. You gave me cocoa. <laughs> yeah, we shared cocoa together. Oh my God, my lips. So he, he pulls the mask off and when he sees Carter's face, he remembers Carter, you know, like, kind of saying ominous things to him and he's just like yeah. oh my god and Carter's like I'm sorry man and Spider-Man just is like oh I'll give you sorry he just keeps punching him and Peter David pointed out when he is asked about the story mm. he's like I always found it unrealistic whenever a hero is in a major fist fight that they beat them up enough to stop them and then go had enough he's like if you've ever been in a fist fight hmm. your adrenaline is pumping usually you have to be pulled off of that person. And I wanted that for Spider-Man, which is mm. why Daredevil's in the story, mm. to be able to pull him off. Because Spider-Man is just so driven and 
just just lost in this fight. I right. love the idea that Daredevil pulls him off, but then Daredevil's like, now it's my turn. Yeah. He gets now in a I'll couple beat <laughs> No, Daredevil like is still, he's still a lawyer and he still believes in it. And so he's just like, no, dude, you're freaking out, man. Yeah, he's a lawyer. He's you're also right. a vigilante. I am freaking out, man. <laughs> dude, you beat him. Knock it off. And he's like, no, he might get loose. And he's like, dude, the only thing that's a threat right now is you. And then Spider-Man just knocks Daredevil out the window because Daredevil's like, I will protect this man from you if I have to. Right. And oh, good. Then, now oh, we can see them fight. And then yeah. they fight. And we have, a, we, we have a fun Spider-Man versus Daredevil story where basically Daredevil is like, this guy is super strong. He could kill me. So I, thankfully, though, he is freaking out. Right. He's so I'm just going to use that against him. Right. And uh, so he knocks Spider-Man out. Well, he, he knocks Spider-Man near consciousness like he is still kind of conscious <laughs> and he just sticks him in a tree and leaves <laughs> <laughs> there people will look for him here yeah wait wait he doesn't like he doesn't tell spider-man like he's done he has to stop no it's over spider-man no he just beats the hell out of him and then like runs away uh the the, the oh he learned his lesson oh my right. god the press immediately go to jameson's apartment and they interview Betty Brant. Like, there's a broken window behind them. And they yeah, have the lights wow. set up and they're just talking to her. How real. And so they reveal, like, Stan Carter was the Sin Eater. And right. it has a ripple effect throughout New York. Where, like, basically, we have a captain who... We have a police detective who murdered a police captain. The cops are messed up. Yeah. They're yeah. corrupt. People are, like... It, there is major unrest in New York as a result of this. Right, right. J. Jonah Jameson comes home immediately from the airport, and he missed all of it. And so he gets in the <laughs> elevator it. with Peter, and he's like, so what I miss? And Peter, in the elevator ride, goes, well, uh, as it turns out. Let me catch you up. Let me catch you up. Uh, the Sin Eater is actually Stan Carter. He wanted to kill you. Came to the Daily Bugle. Robbie stepped in as you, and then I stopped him. Uh, then he got away. Uh, it turns out he's actually fake in the first place, and the real Sin Eater is Police Captain Stan Carter, and he tried to murder you at your apartment, uh, but uh, unfortunately you weren't there, so he tried to kill your wife and Betty Brandt, but Spider-Man showed up, and he saved the day. So actually, you owe Spider-Man a big fat thank you. I think that pretty much brings up the speed. Anyway, I'll see you later. So then they do like a man on the street where they interview all these different people and they're just Wait, like, hang on a second. Peter woke up in a tree after being beat up by Daredevil. Is there no reflection? Whoa, on whoa, whoa. He goes you, home. You think that's the first time Spider-Man woke up in a tree? <laughs> yeah. Like, does he think like, oh, maybe I took it too far or that Daredevil, I'm going to get him mm -hmm. next time I see it. Like no. anything? No. No. Seems like that's kind of important to his character. Yeah. I don't know. More like, maybe I deserved it, but we don't get that moment of reflection. Interesting. So, they're interviewing people on the street, and basically people are like, how can we ever trust the police again? Like, this whole place is messed up. Meanwhile, right. uh, Mr. Popchick is on the subway. Right. Stop me if you've heard this before. There's an old man on the subway, and he's reading the newspaper. And a couple of hoodlums, obviously dressed hoodlums, go up to him. To shake him down for money. One of them says, one of our friends is sick and needs money for medicine. And Mr. Popchick goes, oh, I think I have what you need. And he pulls out a gun. It's the exact scene <laughs> from Predator 2. Yes, it is. What but, the hell? Years earlier. So Predator wow. 2 stole this scene. That's awesome. Did they pull out a bigger gun? No. Instead, these three hoodlums are unarmed. They're just shaking him down. Right. And he just shoots all three of them and then leaves. Jeez. 
Okay, that's not how Predator 2 goes. No. <laughs> no. But the whole lead up to that is just Predator 2. Um, so, yeah, Mr. Popchick, of course, you know. Yeah, he goes to jail. Yeah. And then he's let out and basically he leaves the story. Cause, well, like, no is, it one his, has, no is it his first offense so he's let off with bail? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll come up. So uh, then some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents show up at the police precinct and they're like, oh. yeah, listen, uh, <laughs> So Stan Carter may have been involved in some shady government experiments. But he did oh. like Nick Fury, so, you know. So what? So we'll just let him off with a warning. More no, like <laughs> we're not, we, we need to keep this kind of under wraps. Oh, this is going to be dealt like with Like how internally. this went down? Yeah. Basically, uh. they were doing like PCP experiments and like they... And Carter volunteered on them. So, like, uh, he's... That's why he was able to, like, beat Spider-Man. Yes. Or take him on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're like, yeesh. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Uh, so this is your fault. So they're saying, like... So the, the cop's like, let me cut to the chase here. So basically what you're saying is he might not go to jail because he's not in his right mind. That's not going to sit well with... Everyone. everyone right and coincidentally everyone shows up at the police precinct and start throwing rocks and bricks right and start, like getting batons out and they're <laughs> like dude they're, a, they're 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 besieging the police precinct like get him out of here spider-man shows up and don't worry i'm, I'm sure this? that's a guy like freaking out that's a very distinct man <laughs> yeah it's yeah. Ah! he's just you know <laughs> it's like he's trying to scream himself out of his own skin buckler's trying something <laughs> So Spider-Man is watching it. He's got his camera and he's just like... What a scoop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daredevil shows up and he's like, oh crap, Daredevil, I gotta hide my camera. And Daredevil's <laughs> like, this guy deserves his day in court. We gotta make sure that he like doesn't get ripped apart by the mob. Right. And Spider-Man's like, why? <laughs> Fuck that guy. Right. And Daredevil's like, I don't believe that you believe that. Mm. Like, I think you're actually a good person. But you're gonna have to friggin' prove it. So Daredevil's like, well, okay, if you're not gonna listen to me... Then, then piss off. Leaving you yeah. in a tree again. Yeah, I'll leave you in a tree. <laughs> well, I'm going to go yeah, control go. this crowd. So he goes into the crowd, and Daredevil is just beaten by all these people. He, right. His radar sense is for naught, because there's too many people, and they're all, like, punching him. And, and there's stuff. sound, lots yeah. of sound. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yelling and noise. So he is waylaid, and Spider-Man's just, like, watching him get his ass kicked, and he's like, I should just let him get his ass kicked. Like, they won't kill him, probably. And they won't kill, you know, maybe they'll kill the Sin Eater, but screw that guy. So Spider-Man's wrestling with his, like, inner conscience. And meanwhile, Daredevil is screaming for help. He's like, Spider-Man, Spider you gotta help me! And then, at, right before Spider-Man changes his mind... No, no, no. Daredevil yells, Peter. Oh, wow. And Spider-Man immediately swings into action. And he goes, one side, everybody, I gotta save my idiot friend. <laughs> Which is Shut up. the actual line in the book. Oh that's my awesome. god, that's amazing. <laughs> and so Spider-Man swings in. He grabs Daredevil, he grabs Sin Eater, and they, they, they get to safety. Wait! And then they hand over Sin Eater to the, to the police. Sin Eater okay. made it outside? Well, they went out the back, but the, the mob found him. Oh, okay. Peter Parker's wearing a Jets shirt. Mm, he is wearing a Jets shirt. That makes sense because he's a loser. <laughs> you hear that? He always loses. You're a loser, Jets. Yeah. I mean, right now, yeah. Uh, well, every year, a well, lot. <laughs> I mean, like, right now in history. They, oh, right now? They had some periods. Well, he probably got it on sale. <laughs> so, Spider-Man and Daredevil are, like, watching Carter get carted away. Mm -hmm. And they basically go, like, 
All right, well, that was messed up. And Spider-Man's like, so you know my name, huh? <laughs> and Murdoch's like, yeah, I have this thing. I heard your heartbeat. I'm Matt Murdoch. There. Oh. I know you. You know me. Wow. And Spider-Man's like, are you kidding me? That's, mutual that trust. doesn't make any sense. Murdoch's blind. Are you, are you, are you, are you blind? <laughs> and so then the two of them go to Peter's apartment and, like, hang out and have coffee. This is great. <laughs> Basically, they talk about their 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 similar ideologies. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, like, we're really more alike than we are different. Why are we fighting? Yeah, we both believe in justice. I'm sorry, I freak out sometimes. And then the phone rings. I just get so angry. <laughs> no, that does not happen. But that is exactly what happened. So they're 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 yucking it up, and then Aunt May calls, and she's like, Peter, Mr. Popchick's been arrested. He needs a public defender. And then Mur Matt Murdock answers and goes, Excuse me. I think I couldn't, I, I couldn't help but over here, but uh, I'm Matt Murdock. Yes, that Matt Murdock. Excuse me, uh, Mrs. Parker, may I call you May? <laughs> and that's the end of the arc of the Sin Eater. And then there's like a sequel where basically Carter does go to jail and his Sin Eater persona is like a separate personality that's like, hey man, you gotta go out there, you gotta fucking kill people with your shotgun. You gotta, so on, he dude. is also schizophrenic. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Because of the uh, PCP. Eddie next. Oh, right. He was an induced. Yeah, he was an induced psychosis. The no, other no, it was, was that. That's the schizophrenic side of the building. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's all the, the crazy wing. person over there. <laughs> but by the way, this is several years later. So after this, the next time we see Sin Eater again is when Peter and Mary Jane are married. Mm. So Mary Jane's not only in the picture, but they are married and they're and they're living together. Okay. Right. So Carter is basically let off. Like they let him out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's shown good behavior and the senior helped facilitate well, that. He also used to be a cop. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, all... He, like, murdered, like, three people. Yeah, but he's also... He was a government agent. He was not necessarily in, so in charge of himself. do they use the, like, temporary insanity yeah. defense? Oh, okay, yeah. I see. Uh, so like, oh, we fixed him. It's there, okay. There's a whole subplot with Electro uh, where Electro is like, I always get my ass kicked by Spider-Man for wearing a costume. Maybe if I rob banks using my electricity powers... As Max Dillon, I won't get caught by Spider-Man. So he robs a bank with like a toy laser pistol, but channels his electricity powers through that, and uh, and succeeds, mm -hmm. and like gets a big ego as a result. He's like, "Wow, I'm really good at this." Meanwhile, Peter like freaks out because he hears that Carter's you know being let out. Mm -hmm. So he goes to Carter's like halfway house apartment, and he just like yells at him for a while, and then uh, and and then says like, "You just you deserve it. Like you deserve everything," and. Uh, Carter goes, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear you. And he's like, why? And he's like, because of the beating you gave me. Like, I'm deaf in one ear, and, like, I have a stutter, and I have, like, oh. a limp. Like, the you, you beat me so savagely in the first story that I am irreparably damaged. Well, you did murder people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But, yes. But, uh, am I supposed like, to be fucking sorry? I'm not sorry. The moral <laughs> of the story is, yes, he's supposed to be sorry. But he's like, <laughs> you deserve it, bye. But it, like, bothers him. It haunts him. Yeah, like, uh, he's like, I... Well, yeah, he lost control. I lost control. What if he had killed him? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really worry about that so much as he's just, like, haunted by how messed up this guy is. Like, he's a, right. he's a walking testament to Peter's irresponsibility. Right. So... Spider-Man is so messed up by the interaction with Carter that when he goes to fight Electro, Electro gets the upper hand and kicks his ass and gets away. Mm. And Spider-Man feels horrible because it's Electro and like Jesus Christ, like what is Electro what's the world beat coming me to? up? Come on. Basically that. Uh, while he is beaten by Electro, Stan Carter shows up and he's like, "Hey, leave him alone!" And everyone's like, "You're Stan Carter. You're an asshole." Mm -hmm. And Spider-Man's like, "Oh my like, God, Spider-Man must be a murderer too!" <laughs> and like, and, and Carter takes out a shotgun and he's like, "Leave him alone, or I'll or I'll take you out." 
And Spider-Man's like, you all remember me. Yeah, and Spider-Man's like, dude, like you are not helping. Mm. And Carter reveals that the shotgun is a fake. It's like a toy. Oh. So he is arrested, and uh, there's a whole subplot where Electro zapped Spider-Man so hard he's like sunburned, and he like looks silly, and he feels embarrassed. <laughs> So Carter is let out because he, you know, there's no law against using having a fake shotgun. Uh, but they were like, but you did pretend like it was a real weapon. Like and, it was, and threaten right. people. It, it was a, you were a menace. It's already a problem. Please right. don't make us have to deal with this. So like, go home. Right. So he leaves, and uh, we also find out that like, there's this opportunistic manager who wants to like handle Stan Carter's affairs and stuff because he knows that like there's a buck to be made off this guy. Ugh. Well, he's famous. Yeah. Right. I think there. books and, and TV deals. Yeah, yeah. And Carter's like, leave me alone, man. So Carter tries like, to That's like, real messed up, man. Yeah, Carter tries to reintegrate into society. You know, he goes to a different police precinct. They're so like, what are you fucking kidding me? No, you're <laughs> never going to work on the force no. again, man. They're like, no, no. He goes to like two different precincts. They're like, guess what? You shot a, a cop. cop. You are a cop. Get out. Uh, you know, he tries to be a security guard. No one wants to hire him. Right. You know, he tries to go to McDonald's and he can't even get a job there. The manager shows up and he's like, listen, man, like, you're going to have to eat someday. And Carter's like, okay, what do you want? And he's like, okay, you got to write a, you got to write a book. Mm. A confessional book. Right. And, uh, so Carter- tell all. Call it The Death of Gene DeWolf. <laughs> That's exactly it. They what? call it The Death no, of Gene No, he wants to call it The Death of Gene DeWolf. That is not a good idea. It's so in poor taste. <laughs> Uh, Holy so, crap. So Damn. They, so they set him up to uh, go on like a talk show. Uh, coincidentally, Mary Jane got a modeling gig to show off some new outfits on that talk show. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> so Spider-Man's there. So Spider-Man's there. Yeah. And uh, Electro is like, ho, ho. Like, oh, that sees sounds Mary like Jane. a fun time. He sees Mary Jane on the TV show. She's hot. And he goes to the, he goes t- to the taping. I'm going to go propose to her. Well, because, No. <laughs> they mention that Stan Carter's going to be on, and he's like, oh, well, Spider-Man will definitely show up, oh, so I'll okay. be there to kick his ass. Okay. So, Stan Carter's there. He's being interviewed. He talks about he's writing a book that's going to be called The Death of Gene DeWolf. Spider-Man shows up, and he's like, hey, uh, everybody on TV, this guy's an asshole, and I am coming unhinged before all of America. <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, that's awesome. Dylan shows up, and he... Jerry Springer's in the audience is like, man, this could make a really good idea Spidey, for a show. Spidey, Spidey. <laughs> Because Get the chair! <laughs> oh shit! So uh, you know, he he literally he's just he's just yelling at Carter on this TV set, it's and Mary awesome. Jane is like, "Oh my god. god!" I mean, she knows it's him, right? She knows it's him. She knows that like he's hurting, but she's like, "There are better ways. There's yeah. a time and a place, dude." So Carter reveals that apparently he and Gene DeWolf actually were lovers, and that it was like that much more horrible because when Spider-Man beat up Carter in the beginning, Sin Eater reveals that he killed Gene DeWolf because he felt like it. Oh. Like, there was no motive for killing what? Gene DeWolf. And then it turns out that, like, the Sin Eater persona wanted to kill her and get her out of the way or some nonsense. Oh, so, okay. Uh, was she a threat to him in some way? Eh, it was more like, that's normal life and you're the Sin Eater and you gotta do your job as the Sin Eater. You was know? he, like, attracted like the to her and the Sin Eater persona himself? was like, gosh, it's... It's dangerous. We don't. Yeah. We don't want her around. She's well, like distract a, you. It's a retcon. You can't let uh, her in. But it's also Peter David writing it, so like it's it's a retcon of his own retcon. So right. Who knows? But it's a bad retcon. It's lousy. I don't like the fact that like. What was the What was what were we to believe the original motive? The was? original motive was that 
uh, maybe that Captain DeWolf fraternized with Spider-Man. Maybe the fact that like he found her attractive and like that was his sin was lust or something like that. Like oh. he he literally says, "I did it because I felt like it." Right. And I think it's just to show you that the sin eater is just a it's just an asshole. Right. And he does things. He like says there's a reason as a mission, but really it's just because he's a dipshit. Right. He has these impulses and. Uh... He acts on them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it may explain why his costume is so lame. <laughs> you know, it's just—it's all very half-cocked. It's just like, uh, uh, ski mask, green ski mask. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's it. That's what I do now. Spider-Man. And what's my superpower? Uh, a shotgun. I, sh- I shoot people with my shotgun. The end. It's just, my, my whole shtick is whatever I have in my apartment. <laughs> so Spider-Man is dressing down Stan Carter before millions of Americans at home. And then Electro shows up outside of his costume and he's like, Hey, I beat you earlier. I could beat you again. And Spider-Man's like, okay, if I attack him now, he could hurt someone. Like he like he second guesses himself because of right. what he did to Carter and how he's like, he's he's not in a good state. Mentally. Right. So and I so, probably shouldn't start a fight with this guy right now. So he doesn't. Lame. And then he just walks off and laughs at him. Do I've, people know he's Electro? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, he's been publicly outed years ago. Oh. Okay. Is he not under well, arrest? He, like he's, they... he's Electro. It's like there's no like police there right now. Okay. There's just security. So yeah, it's supposed to be Spider-Man. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. So Peter's feeling bad. Mary Jane tries to make him feel good. She tries to give him some advice, and Peter is really dickish about it. She goes, you know, you got to get over beating up Stan Carter. He did murder people. He's a piece of shit. But like, maybe. Like, you have to make peace with what you did in order to get over it and fight Electro. You know, it's kind of like Rocky Three, And Peter's like, Rocky Three sucks. And she goes, no, 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 because, like, <laughs> let, let, me, let me explain to you. Because, like, in Rocky Three, you know, Mr. When, when Mr. T is beaten on Rocky, Rocky takes the punches and he gets himself so worked up that he can't outthink... He, he lets his brain take a backseat to his instincts. Mm. And maybe that's what you need to do. And Peter's like, well, the next time that I want horrible advice i'll ask my wife thanks a lot like he doesn't say that, <laughs> right, right that's, that's how he treats it yeah uh, so then the Jeez. whole neighborhood goes out no power because you know electro's so his oats is this a reference to the great new york blackout blackout possibly it's it, it's very temporary mm. uh, so carter is of course like taking notes like he was before but this time it's for his book and he's just just given his given his notes and he's freaking out and the sin eater is like a manifestation in his mind that's like, hey, look at all the people you killed. Aha, like, let's do this. Come on, do your job. Get your shotgun. Shoot people. Come on, come on. <laughs> be scene eater. Come on. I didn't go away. I didn't go away. I'm, I'm crazy. So uh, Spider-Man leaves to go deal with Electro. Because of the blackout, like, kids are looting. Spider-Man webs up the kids and he's like, hey. And the kids are like, hey, look, it's that loser Spider-Man who won't fight Electro. Spider-Man's like, this is what I need. God damn it. So... Meanwhile, he goes to Stan Carter's apartment, who, of course, has resigned himself to becoming the Sin Eater. Right. And he's like, hey, man, listen, I I savagely beat you. I'm sorry. Like, I had no right to do that. Mm. I I should have stopped you, but I should have stopped. Right. And he goes, listen, man, like, some people say that, like, my injuries might actually be psychosomatic. You might not have actually done it. But Mm. the reality is, like, I deserved it, and you're, you, you know... You were right to do it. But also, I still blame you. No. 
<laughs> he doesn't blame him. He tries to give Peter absolution in the first place. It's Peter who takes all that guilt on himself. Yeah, yeah. So then oh, he goes, I thought, he's I thought it was up. Stan who was just like, you beat me so savagely I stutter now. Yeah. Well, that's what he said He before. tells him that's what happened because yeah. that's exactly what happened. But now he's like... He's not, he wasn't doing it to make him feel bad. He was just telling him because like... Spider-Man asked. Oh, that was the reality of the that situation. That was the reality of the situation. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't. He wasn't trying to pull an epic guilt trip. It was just, it's just that he inadvertently created one. Yeah. So, you know, Sin Eater's like, okay, well, bye. I'm going to go commit some sins of my own. Ha ha ha. So, so you know, I didn't learn I, anything. So Spider-Man is heading off to Electro. Because Electro's like on top of uh, Con Ed being like, I control New York. <sighs> like, the second he tastes any bit of power, he's like, ha ha, I'm in charge. And everyone's like, God damn it, Electro sucks. You were doing fine when you were just robbing banks a little bit. Why would you make two movies with him in it? Spider-Man is swinging over there to stop Electro, and one of the kids that gave Spider-Man a hard time sees Spider-Man swinging over to Electro, and he goes, Hey, Spider-Man, are you going to kick Electro's ass or what? And Spider-Man's like, You betcha, kiddo. <laughs> Don't so, worry, kid. I'll beat him until he stutters and, his, and he can't, can't hear out right. of one ear. So, uh, no, no, damn it. No, okay, no, no, stop him. Keep, just, keep it together. As long okay. as Daredevil shows up, I won't do that. <laughs> Daredevil? Daredevil? No? Daredevil, oh. man. I need oh, you to come down. I gotta you, fight. Uh, I gotta fight Electro, and I'm afraid I might I know, really freak out. this time. So, uh, you know, Spider-Man just lets Electro, like, shoot at him, and he's just like, come on, Electro, come on, come on, come on! Come on, I'm right here. I'm right here, come on, do it! <laughs> so, uh... Second Predator reference. <laughs> yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, the kid who cheered on Spider-Man wants to see the fight, so he leaves. Oh, no. And as he goes down an alley, Sin Eater grabs him. Yeah. And so, Spider-Man fights Electro while the Sin Eater is dealt with with the cops. Okay. That's that's the dual story. Uh, basically, that Spider-Man, Rocky III, is Electro. Right. Oh, he takes all the hits. Yeah, he takes all the hits, and then uh, he tells Electro, like, come on, give me one big swing, and I promise I won't move. So Electro goes for the swing, he does move, yeah. and he just punches Electro, and he feels really good about having done it. <laughs> and then he's like, okay. And then he just Got kicks him. the shit out of him. Meanwhile, Sin Eater is at a standoff with the cops because cops already were there for Electro right, right. Sin Eater's here now and he's got this little boy hostage Sin Eater's like let's do this so he raises his shotgun at the cops and the cops blow him away yeah oh suicide by cop that's right yeah was it a toy shotgun this time? it was not I'll, uh, it should have been but it wasn't right uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute though because mm. uh, Spider-Man webs up Electro he brings him downstairs and then he sees the, the Sin Eater was just blown away, yeah. like literally like, downstairs. And the Sin oh, Eater... I was gone for like a second. I yeah. had to find Electro. And what? Sin Eater's like, no, what have you done? And he fades away as Stan starts to die. Mm. And Spider-Man's like, Stan, what'd you do? And he's like, I did it. I killed the Sin Eater. And then he dies. And... Does, does some person from the crowd be like, there's Spider-Man. Spider-Man must have shot that man. No, that... <laughs> like <a> <laughs> Those days are over. But, uh, but he says like, I thought like... He was so far gone, he must have thought that the Sin Eater and him were two different people. And the attending cop picks up the shotgun and says, well, if that's the case, Carter had the last laugh because he never loaded the Sin Eater's gun. Mm. Okay. So, At least there's nice. that. So he, like, deliberately killed Sin Eater. Yes. By setting him up in the situation where he's like, nope, he's going to get killed. Exactly. He, has no, he won't be able to defend himself. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I like the fact that both stories are collected in one volume because, like, they're so disparate. Right. They are one very of them is, different. One of them yeah. is the death of Gene DeWolf, and the other is the death of the Sin Eater. Yes. But that being said, there's only two stories with Sin Eater in them. Right. Except for Venom. 
This should have been called well, Sin Eater. And the death of Gene DeWolf, it, it's a memorable thing, but it, it's really only three issues. It's I mean, it's really only catalyst. one issue. Yes. But we can't make a trade no. out of that. No. So let's add in yes, the resolution we'll couch to it with Sin that. Eater. And, and it makes sense. It's just kind of like, oh, and then there's this other story with Electro in it. Right. Like, you didn't need the Electro story. No, but, but it happened to be happening at that time. Yes. I feel bad so. about that whole, like, PCP experiment thing because there was... <laughs> absolutely nothing that, that needed him that necessitated him to be super well that necessitated it like he could have just been crazy yeah or you could have just had like his guilt like finally snap or do something yeah, yeah I'm, they I'm, were giving this weird excuse I'm yeah guessing, when there was no hint of it before i'm in the guessing no. that was just like a thing at the time like yeah. news about cia experiments on people was like a thing yep. and so they worked it into this book yeah because it's so specific and weird yes it's very convenient it's very weird because we yeah. introduce stan in that story like his first appearance is the first issue of the death of gene DeWolf, mm. and like while he's clandestinely talking to spider-man we notice that there's like a signed photo of nick fury on his desk right like do all shield agents when they leave the force get a freaking <laughs> autographed photo like an eight by ten it's so yeah, stupid. It's, it's like working for the Secret Service and getting like a picture of the president. I guess so, yeah. But well, like, yeah. you don't keep it on your desk like it's a picture of your wife. Maybe. No, I just really look up to Maybe. Nick Fury. Why? Because he's just so great. Because he got through all of it with only one eye. Yeah. I'm very impressed a by that. tragic figure. Uh, he, he really stuck it to evildoers. Right, yeah. There was a man who knew how to... How to get things how to done. get things done. That really grazed my temples. Yeah. And he, he he doesn't necessarily confine himself to, like, law and, and, you know, doing the, it by the, the regulation, book. yeah. Yeah, he, he gets it done. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I, I, I think the Sin Eater story arc is fun. It's a great snapshot of what Spider-Man was like in two totally different eras. Yeah, and what the era was like. The thing yeah. I get out and, of like, this is Spider-Man and Daredevil. Yeah. They're, they're, that's the takeaway. That's away. way more I interesting than... when I was a kid, the death of Gene DeWolf was remembered for being a Spider-Man Daredevil story. Yeah. Not about it being a seminal chapter in Spider-Man's history because of Gene DeWolf's passing. Because right. I'll be honest with you, I've read hundreds of issues of Spider-Man. And... I've only read, like, two with Jean in them. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't really play a big role. And I think the idea here, because I remember Peter David talking about how when he took on the spectacular Spider-Man title, he had stories that featured Jean. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. she was going to continue to be a player. It's just that, like, they never really went anywhere with her. Mm -hmm. And so why not just kill her off, I guess? Okay. Plus, this is where Peter and Matt both know each other's secret identities. Yeah, yeah. This and is it's a reveal. lot of fun. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, they've they've screwed that up a couple of times. Literally, both Spider-Man and Daredevil have made deals with villains to make the world forget who each other is. Right. And that at, is really funny. And at one point or another, like one doesn't know who the other is and wants to tell the other, and like neither will let them. Like it's it's. It's a mess. Like, their relationship went from, like, colleagues to friends to what the hell. Like, during the, mm. the 90s, like, right around slash pre-Clone Saga, mm -hmm. Daredevil fakes his own death as Matt Murdock and gets a really terrible costume. We actually covered a lot of that in the Fall from Grace story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And during Spider-Man... He goes to Daredevil, and he's like, Matt, I need your help. And he's like, I'm not Matt Murdock. And Peter's like, dude, 
Like, I know what you look and sound like. Like, please stop gaslighting me right now. Remember how you know my heartbeat? Yeah. I know your face. <laughs> you might say it's like a radar sense for the eyes, Matt. If that's if that helps you. Right. But, Ow. Ow. Oh, by the way, thanks for responding to Matt. <gasps> oh, shit! <laughs> And he's just, he's such a dipshit in that story. And yeah. He, but it's like, he's so self-important and it's like, oh my God, just be friends for two minutes. And for some reason, like after Dark no Knight. drama. It's like after Dark Knight Returns, everyone's like, all bets are off. No superheroes are friends. Everyone's mad at each other. <laughs> they can't yep. be happy. No one's yep. happy. It's way more interesting if they're fighting. Yeah. It's only interesting because they were friends first though. Yeah. So if they're never friends, then it's, it's never, never interesting. interesting when they're fighting. Yeah. Then it's inevitable that they're fighting. It's just, duh. But in Zdarsky's Daredevil book, neither Peter nor Matt knows who each other is because of their fucking bullshit. Mm. But they're still friends. Like, they remember their history, but not their civilian history. Yeah. And so, as a result, we get, like, actual payoff in their lives and in the Daredevil book. Okay. Because we've covered at least the first volume of Zdarsky's yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. And in that, they're kind of combative. But Matt has, like, this inordinate respect for Peter, mm-hmm. despite not knowing who he is. Uh, and that will carry over later uh, throughout the book. What happens with, uh, with Mr. Popchick? Oh. Yeah. Uh, they kick him out of, the, out, out of Forest Hills, and he goes away. Ah. Does he get away with... Uh, injuring those people. He he, he, uh, he has a reduced sentence, mm. and when he is let out, the borders are like, go away. Right. And that was pretty not cool. Yeah. He leaves in disgrace, and we never see him. again. I'm never gonna sleep with Emma now. Yeah. He was also. She was also dating. Uh, yeah. Lebensky at the time. Mm. No, so. I know. No, pop chick. But he was held now. He was now, now it's off the yeah. table. Yeah. 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 What are you doing hanging out with May so much anyway, pop chick? I hey. notice you play that veteran card a lot. Maybe Maze a Swinger. I mean, there were a lot of old people in that house. There were, there were a lot of people coming I mean, through. I mean, we read Trouble, so... That's true. Yeah. yeah. Where's the yeah. sequel to that? Here. Yeah, that that's canon. That happened. Aunt May had sex with all the borders and Forest Hills. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Actually, the only one who probably didn't have sex was Nathan Lebensky. <laughs> Is that okay? Can I say that? I feel like I can't say that. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Back Issues. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. Oh, by the way, if you want a copy of this, I'll put it in the description below this video so you can click that, get a copy. They're cheap. I have two Mm -hmm. of them. So, anyway. Yeah. So long.